Yeah. All right. So let's say our prayers and get this party started. Let's go. All right. Father, thank you. Thank you for everything. Just thank you for blessing our family and helping us to get through this most difficult time for, for your provision um, in, in, in each area of, of, this, of our family for helping us to get through. And, uh, and thank you for the peace that we have in a world full of fear and anxiety. We praise your great name. And I know that you love our family and you're watching over our family. That you're nurturing us diligently, leading us and teaching us. And we ask you to further that in our Bible study tonight, that you would open up our eyes, open up our ears, soften our hearts, Father. Break the stones away and give us hearts of flesh. Help us to understand what we read and help us to take in what we hear. Feed your sheep, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Where are my glasses? Does any Do any of you know where my glasses are? <laughs> They're on your head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chapter two. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. What does it mean to to be quickened? Let's let I I know Dad knows the answer to this, so I want Dad to explain to us what it means to be quickened. It is means to bring from death to life. Amen. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So, so when you guys hear the term quickened, it doesn't mean that he just stirred you up or he livened you up or gave you a little shot of go juice or something. It means that you have been brought from dead to life. You're dead in your sin, sin, sins and trespasses. Yeah, it's not a bother, it's a defibrillator. <laughs> Did you hear, Mom? No. She said it's not a vitamin, it's a defibrillator. That's right. It's a defibrillator. Exactly. It is this is this is not a vitamin. This is not a supplement. It's not a partial change. When you were walking around in your sin in with without Jesus, without accepting Jesus, you were a lump of flesh. You were no different from from a dead body or from a chunk of hamburger, you were dead. That's right. You were dead flesh. And now you're alive. You are a spiritual being and you're driving the car. Wherein in time past, ye walked according to the course of this world. In the times past, you walked around like a lump of hamburger, like a dead body, like a like a, a, a zombie. It was a zombie apocalypse, and it still is all around us because there are dead bodies with no life in them that are animated, moving around. There's no light in them. There's no, there's no spirit in them. And they are zombies. 
And so all of those fascinating zombie movies and video games and all the things out there that Satan's made a millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars off of, like I said the other night, everything that Satan does that makes money is a mockery, a shadow, a reflection of a truth of God. So, verse 2, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Yep. So you walked around in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, who is Satan, who is Satan, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And that spirit, the spirit of Satan, of the prince of the power of the air, is the spirit that is now working in the children of disobedience. You can either see that in this world today. Amen. Amen. So we can see, we can see that, that you can only serve one master. You either have the spirit of life or you have the spirit of death. Among whom also, <laughs> I'm not going to ask. Don't anybody ask. I, I, I won't. Don't, I, I know what it was. Don't ask who that is. Don't ask. Okay. Among whom also, we all had our, our, <laughs> among whom, <laughs> among whom also, we all had our conversation at times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And that's true. Before you become a Christian, before you make a conversion, even now, I mean, look, young people, a lot of young people make the conversion, they accept Christ, but it takes them a few years before they really get a hold of their faith and really make a turn, you know? Um, and what this is saying is, in the past in the past days you went around fulfilling the desires of your flesh that was your concern your biggest concern was to fulfill all the desires of your flesh and all the desires of your eyes all the things you wanted is what you were concerned with i want this i want that i want this i want that i like this i like that and you were filling all the places in your worldly nature if you wonder if you are a mature Christian, if you are a spiritual Christian, look around yourself and ask yourself, what are you seeking to fill? Are you filling natural places in your life or are you filling spiritual places? If you're still storing up your treasure in the earth, then you are not feeding the spiritual man or the spiritual person. There is no man or woman in, in heaven. 
But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, and by grace you are saved. So he, he's quickened us together with Christ because he rose Jesus from the dead in the flesh. We have been risen from the dead spiritually. That's right. And hath, hath raised us up together and has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So in heavenly places in the spiritual, we are sitting together with Christ Jesus. And let, so, so that the things that are manifested in the spiritual, what we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. There is a reflection from the natural to the heavenly. And there is a reflection from the heavenly to the natural. So that there were events that transpired here on earth in the natural that then were the reflection, the manifested reflection in the spiritual was to our ben benefit. This was from us becoming from dead to life in the spiritual sense. In the spiritual sense. And this is not just analogies. This is not just stories. This is not just a type of, which you'll hear from some um, instructors out there. This is real. This is real. It is another realm that is right next to us and all around us and within us. It is another realm, another dimension. When we get hold of something with our faith, we reach through to that dimension. We take hold of it and we hold on to it with our faith until it manifests in the natural. Yes. The same thing is true in the natural. When something <clears throat> happens in the natural that has spiritual implications then the result of that natural occurrence will manifest itself here in the natural the word of god became flesh the word of god from the spiritual from the power from the supernatural realm became flesh in the natural natural realm and when it became flesh in the natural realm it was then it then died in the natural realm to match, to sync up with, to lock in with the spiritual death of man since Adam and Eve. <laughs> then when God raised that natural man's flesh back, took it into the spiritual and raised it back up to the natural, the reciprocal truth then became true. The spiritual then came to the natural and back to the spiritual with man. So, so, so these things, these things are reflections. These things are similitudes. These things are us looking through a veil at another dimension. We have to understand that no matter how badly we may want to ignore that other dimension, or we may want to say, leave me alone, I'll just exist right here in my dimension, it doesn't work that way. Because 
we are the sons and daughters of an eternal being. And we have an eternal nature. We are spiritual creatures. And we are learning to operate in this natural environment. We have a sentence here. It is a life sentence. Fortunately for us, that life is just temporary. Just a fleeting passing moment. Through. We're just passing through. We're just passing through. For by grace, you are saved through faith. That's verse 8. Verse 8. For, for by grace, you are saved through faith, and that, not of yourselves, that means it's not your own doing. It is a gift from God. And, and not by works. Remember what we were talking about with Aaron the other night? When we we're and it was edification for the whole body. It wasn't just for for Aaron. We were talking to Aaron about that so that all of us could get a better understanding. We have to understand. We must absolutely must understand that this is not of works, lest any man should boast. You cannot be saved by your works. It is impossible. You can earn nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And and let we, me. We work, uh, Sky. We work because we love the Lord. That's right. Amen. And and I I want to encourage all of the family. I I, I talked to Aaron about this a, a little bit, um, but I want to encourage all the family right now while everybody's kind of shut in at home. Any of you that have a problem or have an issue, or are behind a step in understanding who you are in Christ. I encourage you to take a day during this, during this time when we're locked down, get up early in the morning, and begin to praise God, and begin to speak the truth of God's word over yourself. Speak all of the things who you are in Christ. And keep speaking to yourself and telling yourself you are a mighty man or a mighty woman of God. That's who you are. This is who you are. You are an eternal being. You are who he says you are. You are blessed. You are whole. You are a taker of dominion. Who God's word says you are, that is who you are. And if you would take one day out of your life and, and, and just focus on all, take the whole day and just focus on speaking out loud, praising God, singing praise songs, and speaking over yourself who you are in Christ, your mind will be renewed. Your mind will be renewed. You will come away from that day a different person than you went into that day. You will come away in a position of power, in a position of authority, because if you repeat God's word over yourself enough, you will become bathed and saturated in God's word until when anything in the world pokes you like a sponge full of water, God's word comes out. 
There are no dry places left in you when you're full of God's word. Verse 10. This is a good verse. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Let me give another translation. For he has made us what we are, creating us through our union with Christ Jesus for the life of goodness. Or, or alternatively, God has created us in Christ Jesus and pledged to such good actions. In doing which, God had prearranged that we should spend our lives as he has prepared for beforehand to be to be the employment of our lives. He has prepared beforehand before any of this happened, before your conversion, before your, before your birth, before your, your, your existence, before your, your being born again, uh, your, your renewal of life in Christ Jesus. Before that he prepared, he prepared for you, your employment. He prepared for you a job. He prepared for you a task, a life of tasks. He prepared for you a million supernatural experiences and a million and a million promises and a million miracles. And he, he, he has so many uh, laying on of hands for you. And he has so many souls for you to win. And it's all laid out before you. And it's up to you. How much of it you avail of? There are so many people that need to understand this because they go, I don't know what I'm here for. I, you know, I just think it's, I'm accidentally born. I can't find a reason to be here. That's because they think of the body of Christ in terms of the building. And if they don't have a purpose and a place in the building of the church, then they don't realize what is their function in day-to-day life. And, and two, I think that verse goes clear back to Adam and Eve, that God's intention that they not sin. Absolutely. Because God also had a job he had everything arranged for Adam and Eve. He had right. it all laid out for them before they That's were right. ever born. Yeah, I think that I think this verse ten goes clear back to chapter one. Of course, God is always the same. He is I am. Whatever he does with us now is is what he did then and is what he will always do. God I knows in uh, chapter one thirty nine of Psalms where he says I knew you before you were before you were ever in your mother's womb. Amen. Amen. In other words, we were already in God's mind. Yes, we were. I'm I'm gonna stop there tonight, Dad. How many verses are in two? How many verses are in two? Let me open the level back up. Twenty-two. 
Okay. I, I couldn't remember. I had slipped my mind completely. Yep, 22. So we're we're about halfway there. Yeah. Well, 10 is a chopping off place on that on that's, those verses. That's why I decided to chop it off right there. Well, Father, we, we thank you. There's a lot going on today, Father. And Lord, hearts are failing. People of fear. Christians are walking in fear because they do not know the Father in the right way. And Father, we come tonight speaking peace over both of our homes, or the homes of all of the kids that are on the phone. And Father, we, we know too, Lord, that you are the Father of peace. Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. And Father, that's so important. And we, Lord, are the ones that cause ourselves to walk in fear because we don't trust. You said to walk by faith. You said you're our provider. You said, Lord, that you are our protector. <clears throat> you're our mighty warrior. You're everything we need, Father. And we have completeness in our Lord Jesus Christ. And we come tonight thanking you for the gifts that you have given us. And literally, Lord, given us gifts of your spirit to operate in our church, in our life, in our walk. And Lord, that you would lead us, Lord, to let no unclean spirit come from our mouths. No unclean word. But Lord, fill us with your love, your grace, your kindness. And may we truly, Lord, seek to lead others to the Lord Jesus Christ in this time. Father, may we do good. May we bless others. May we bless, Lord, to be blessed. And Father, thank you that you care so, so very much for us. I lift up Sky and Maria to you tonight, Lord, and I ask God that you will bring such peace and such joy and such renewal, Lord, into the lives, into their lives, Father. I pray for Jacob and Raiden, Lord, that you will bless them. Lord, I, I know both of them are coming of age of dating and having friends. And Lord, that uh, you would give them friends, Lord, and future spouses that are of God. I pray, Lord, for Tannis, that, Lord, you would bring him and guide him back to you, Father. You said no one can come to you except you draw him, Lord, so... Father, this is your part. So we're doing our part, Lord, asking you, Father, to do this. So, Lord, we claim it. We ask your blessings over Aaron and Elise, that you will direct their paths, that you will teach them your ways, Father. Lord, we pray for John. God, give this young man peace. Bring him hope. Lord, fill him with your joy and your love 
I pray for Olive, Lord. I notice she's not on the phone tonight, Father, but I just pray, God, you would bless her life and her walk with you. For Mel and the girls, I lift up to you, Lord, Gwen. I pray, Lord, that you would... I command this cough in the name of Jesus to go. You have no authority over Gwen. And I you have no authority. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Satan, Jesus. You are gone. Satan, be gone. And Father, we thank you. Thank you for my health. Thank you for the health that you have given me these many years. Thank you for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in all of our lives. And Father, we know that our churches are reaching actually more people right now than when we were meeting in the walls. But I'm asking you, Lord, to bring us back together, to bring, Lord, this evil, what he meant for evil, to bring it to good, Father. We ask God that you will bless our churches, bless our pastors, help them to totally depend upon you, Father. I pray, Lord, that the people will give in order to keep the churches of uh, pastors able to not have to do something else. Lord, I know that uh, your love will be sufficient to get us through all of this. I pray for our leaders, Father, of this land. We seem to have so many, Lord, who have sold out their lives to the evil one. Father, I come against this evil, these higher powers and principalities and rulers of darkness. Father, I break down every wall that they have built up tear them down where they cannot continue the direction they're going. I pray for the salvation, Lord, of those who would be saved. And I pray, Lord, for putting down of the strongholds that men and women have taken up, Lord, in Washington. And I ask you, Lord, to break them all down. I ask you, Father, to bless our president, I ask you to protect him. Bless our vice president, Lord, as he works in this virus situation. And all those, Lord, who are working with him, I pray your protection over them, Father. We just give you praise, Lord, for all that you're doing and going to do. And Father, we pray for redemption of this nation again, Father. Ask your forgiveness, Father, where we have failed you as your children. Just cleanse this land again. Lord, we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be blessed. Nice. Love you. Nice. Love you. Nice. Nice. Nice.